You've made it to part two of transitioning to product management, rebranding your resume. I didn't plan on having two parts when I first had the talk with Brandon, but then the conversation flew naturally and it was so good that I had to divide this in two parts. Part one, transitioning to product management, finding your transferable skills, and part two, rebranding your resume. If you haven't listened to part one, Brandon has a master's in physics, currently doing PhD in physics, and also holds an MBA, all of them at the University of Texas Dallas, and he discussed how we can all find analogies and transferable skills from our previous work experiences, just like he did when he found commonalities between physics and product management. But that's not just it. How do you actually demonstrate that you have those transferable skills to employers? who receive thousands of applications for one job position only. Let's see Brandon's experience to becoming a senior product manager at Amazon. I want to talk about the transition process as well, because this this episode, at least, I really love where it's going. Like it's mind blowing in several directions and you're giving a lot of messages. Let's go like specifically, maybe speak about those people who are transitioning through product management. And I'm one of those people included as well. What specific challenges did you see uh, from transitioning? Because, I mean, maybe you transition slowly. It depends from your, your like how your career flow went. You did also an MBA and everything else. But how was this transition for you? And what are the main challenges that you thought, oh, wait, this, this is a challenge for me because I didn't do this on my previous job or this is that and I need to work on that. So did you have such moments that you can share with us that maybe could be the average challenges that a new product manager could face? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that there's there's a lot, and it starts even before you make the transition. There are countless of trainings, class discussions, mentorship on how do you build a resume. But as you will find out, sometimes the smallest things have the biggest impact. Let's hear what Brandon did. The things that people are looking for in a technical resume are not at all of the things they're looking for, for a pro- from a product manager mm. resume. And that's not to say that in your technical career, you haven't developed the skills and even done a lot of the things that product managers do. It's just the way that I was presenting my information was not how they, how a a hiring manager for product managers would see it and and Mm. would engage with it. Uh, and so it was interesting. Um, so to get this the job at Amazon, I had submitted a, an application and a resume and heard nothing for a long time, uh, mm. two or three weeks, and still nothing, 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 nothing. Six months later, I uploaded a different resume because I went and I investigated, like, how would a product manager structure their resume? What kind of bullet points would they have? Like... Uh, even the format, do I list my education first or do I list my work experience first? Um, should I include uh, like a purpose statement on my resume or is that outdated? With skills, should I list them at the end? How should I do that? And so I, I sat and I investigated just like anyone else would do user research. How would my end user of my resume receive best my resume? Um and so I, I redid, I revamped my entire resume, uploaded it. And mind you, back to the point in the story, I still have not been denied from Amazon yet. Okay. But, but it's been six months, haven't heard anything. And a good mm. rule of thumb is they just, they, they've looked at it and passed. They just didn't click the, the reject button. So I actually apply to another job with a 
different resume. Okay. And then three days later, I hear back from the first one and says, hey, we saw that you updated your resume. Would you like to interview for this for, the, for your original no job? So they noticed that you <laughs> yeah. updated the resume. They do that. They mm. did. Yeah. Uh, it, <laughs> I don't know if that's what, but but they did in this case. And I was like, oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, wow. And so three days after I uploaded the resume, they contacted me. I had an interview two days later. And then the day after that, they offered me the job. So wait, it was wait, so a total of can, six days. I'm, I'm sorry. If we can go to what did you do in the resume? Like what was the update that you do? Did you add more business skills to balance technical and business? What was the secret? Yeah. So the, the first thing I did was um, I, I made a skills box at the top and I separated separated it out into basically the the functions of a product manager where, yes, I had technical skills there. Uh, in there. And so I, I put that I could code because I, I can code. Mm -hmm. um, but then like for user research, I have done A-B testing in, uh, in, my technical, in my technical work mm -hmm. uh, with algorithms. And so I put, I can do A-B testing. Uh, in my MBA, I had done wireframes. So I put, yeah, I'm familiar with for wireframes because that's the one that I spent you know, three, four months in every single day and uh, and researched a lot because I had a, a final capstone project with it. So I put, yeah, I could do wireframes, um, which is part of kind of user research. I put uh, customer interviews because uh, as a defense contractor, I had to interview customers quite a bit mm -hmm. and talk about their business requirements and convert their business requirements into product requirements. Of course, in the defense industry, they don't call it those things. but that's exactly what it was. And so I put I put all of those things like project management skills because a product manager has to do some project mm. management. Mm. And so like I put my agile skills um uh, like backlog grooming and running scrums because I had done all that. And uh I've also done waterfall project management. So I I included that. So it's basically all of the things that a product manager does. Like I listed them out and I watch YouTube videos about it and, and they say, oh, yeah, a good product manager does this. And everyone has something different to say about product managers. So it's great to watch like six, six to right. ten of, of those. And each one will highlight something different. You'll go, oh, OK, that's what a product manager does. A product manager probably doesn't do any of those <laughs> things. <laughs> where Every company is uh, differently, huh? <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, every single company is different about what a product manager does. And it spans from a glorified project manager to a product owner to basically a mini CEO. I, I mean, it's it's runs the gamut of, of the whole thing. But and so highlight those skills up at the top. Mm -hmm. And if you can, I, like you can look online and find templates for specifically product manager resumes. Okay. Um, you can also talk to recruiters specifically. I mean, recruiters are your end users, right? Because they're the they're the gatekeeper because once a recruiter puts your resume on a hiring manager's desk, they're going to be looking for their job description specific things. But if the recruiter forwards your application, the hiring manager at least sees it. 
and you have a, a really high chance of at least talking to somebody. Mm-hmm. So then who's your end user? Is it the hiring manager? Is it the recruiter? In my opinion, it's the recruiter. So you're okay. trying to make the recruiter's job as easy as possible, which means listing all your skills at the top, uh, respond, uh, the application tracking system, the ATS, responds really well to that, usually. And so uh, another trick and this is in general, if you if you fill out an application and you say fill from resume and the and when it does, everything's all jumbled and messed in the right spot, change the format of your resume because they're using their applicant tracking system to parse all of it. Hmm. And with that, if if it's not parsing correctly, whenever they try and search up something, someone with that skill, you won't show up. Um, well, they do use yeah. it, right? Because I, I'm always like, do they use it? Uh, yeah, it's like it kind of sounds unreal, but you, they use it, right? You also think that they use, uh, for example, Amazon and big companies rely on that, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you look at LinkedIn and you you look at a job that you like and it's been posted for three days and there's 560 applicants to it. Mm-hmm. And that's just from LinkedIn. That's not counting Indeed, uh, Imagine, Monster, right? Yeah, wherever. So I multiply by four. That's 2,000 applications. There is zero chance hmm. that a human that a human is looking at all 2,000 of those applications. Zero Crazy. chance. And so they're going to, yes, so they're going to have to use their applicant tracking system. And the problem is every company's applicant tracking system is different. And so it's hard to optimize for every single one. But a good rule of thumb is if... Uh, if you autofill from resume and it doesn't look like it's it it autofilled correctly, then you probably need to change the format of your resume. Hmm. But yeah, so so the top I had a skills block with all of the skills, technical, user experience, strategy, um, because in even with technical work, you have to talk about cost, technical trade-offs. So yes, the the Lamborghini Diablo solution is great, and everybody knows it's the best top of the line. But are you paying for all of these other features that your end user may not care about? And so even as a technical person, you have to start thinking about that. Um, and so like I put in strategy, and of course, I, I learned a lot of st- uh, strategic skills from the MBA. So that helped a so lot. So you try to so, balance the, the business aspect. So not Brandon as only a scientist, but Brandon as business guy as well, right? Exactly. Uh, 100%. Um, and uh, I made sure that I, I did put for some of the, my resume bullets, some technical things. Mm-hmm. But for, for every one technical bullet, I had put two business ones. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. That's very interesting because I have the same story, but in the opposite way. And this only shows how versatile the product management role is. Because I, when I had my CV, when I started sending my resumes to, to companies, my resume was all about business. There was nothing that spoke product management. It was only sales, account management, business, business, business. And then mm-hmm. in, in, the, in the professional development class, uh, she was also a product manager. She was like, put at the top of your skills, the technical skills. So I did the opposite of what you did. I put at the top, like technical skills, Python, SQL, because I was taking those classes. Uh, I did agile and this and this and that. So I had to do the opposite of what you did. 
And when I tried mm-hmm. to apply for internships, I had a better response rate. And now I'm doing Olson internship as a product management intern. I never thought I would go directly to PM intern. Maybe I thought I'm going to go to data or something like that. And then one day I'll go to PM. But doing completely the opposite, highlighting the skills at the top, it's all about balance. If you are technical, like your story is different, mine is different. But it's really important how just one line changes everything in a resume, right? And the perception that they have yeah. about you. So that's that's a good tip, actually, to, to get in yeah. the transition part. Absolutely. And management is all about balance. And so, and that's completely true. As a product manager, you sit in the middle of all of these different functions. And so to be a successful product manager, are you a market researcher? No, but do you have to understand market research? And do you have to be able to interrogate the market researcher about, hey, were your methodologies correct? Hey, like, uh, were the conclusions that you drew correct? You have to understand that because you're going to be making some big decisions based off that. So you better know it. And then are you a UX designer? No, but do you have to understand usability and UX design? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Because you have to know that when the UX designer does something, you go, oh yeah, that's because like uh, we wanted it to be keyboard accessible because not everybody uses a mouse. Mm. Or, we, or we did this to make it mobile optimized because we want more people to use the mobile app. Learn the and, language, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it, you've got to speak, you know, five or six, five or six languages. Are, are you an engineer? No, <laughs> but you've got to be able to talk to them. Are, are you an executive? No, but do you have to be able to get their buy-in? Absolutely. And everybody has their own unique vocabulary. And as a product manager, as a successful product manager, you have to, you have to know all of the vocabulary and, and that's tough. And so, yeah, I, I mean, it's super interesting to hear about about your journey where you were more business and you had to put technical skills. And once you did, you got hits. That is right. And with that, we conclude the second part of transitioning to product management, rebranding your resume. If you try this change on the resume as discussed and it works out, please let me know. I would love to celebrate the success with you. Thank you so much for listening to the Product League podcast. See you at the next episode.